millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast. I'm Alison Perry and this is episode 10. Wow, episode 10. I'm really excited that we've got to episode 10, everyone. Uh, welcome back. If this is your first time listening, then this is the podcast where I chat to different guests about being a parent. In this episode, I speak to Katie Hill, who, as well as being a mum of two, has had a long broadcast career with Blue Peter, Live and Kicking, The Chart Show, and most recently, Heart Radio. We had a brilliant natter about how she makes motherhood work and also the whole notion of the perfect mum. Does she exist? And if not, why do we aspire to be her? And why do we judge ourselves so harshly? It was a really interesting chat, so sit back and enjoy. So I'm here with Katie Hill. Yay! Welcome, Katie. Thank you for having me. Uh, so we're sat here in your kitchen drinking coffee yes. and munching on some homemade hummus, which yeah. you whipped up. Don't be deceived. I am I am no culinary genius, but I can make them. It tastes really good. It's so easy. Like I think that's my thing. I've always been really scared with cooking. Right. And then you kind of try something and you're like, actually that's so easy. Yeah. It's um it's a deliciously Ella recipe. But I left one garlic clove out because she suggests three. And trust me, you wouldn't want three. It's really garlicky, but I love yeah. that because I'm a massive garlic fan. Amazing. So. We're just not getting any action tonight. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, sorry, boys. <laughs> um, so you're a mum to Kaya and Akira. Yes. And um, you've had this long you know, career in the broadcast, broadcast world. You yeah. Know, Back to Blue Peter on TV, Live and Kicking, Yay. which I loved, Live yeah. and Kicking. I loved Live and Kicking. All through my teen years, I remember just waking up and just, you know, rolling over on a Saturday morning and putting on the TV yeah. and watching it. By which point I'd been up for three hours <laughs> <laughs> rehearsing, <laughs> hair and makeup. <laughs> oh my goodness, I loved it. Um, and then, you know, more recently, Capital FM and Heart FM. It's not yeah. called Heart FM anymore, just is it? Just Heart, yeah. Because FM is so old-fashioned. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you've spoken a few times um, about how you decided to dial down the work side of things when mm. you had kids. Yeah, well, we had Kaya. I had Kaya in two thousand and six, and at that point, I had gone um, straight from travelling to working at the BBC to presenting Blue Peter, and then that just springboarded into a gazillion other things. And and sometimes that happens with careers, and obviously it all snowballs into each other. But actually, you get to a point when you're like where am I at? You know, how, not how did I get here, but I'd always wanted to have kids and I 
very much didn't want to have a nanny and have someone else raising them. That was just my thing. And by that point, so when I had Kyra, I was 37, I felt like I had done a gazillion careers already because Blue Peter just is relentless. It's incredible, but it's it was a very packed six years in which I did things that most people don't do during their whole life. So I sort of felt like I hadn't underachieved and and I thought, you know what, I want to take time out. And um, we we knew we were having Kaya and I was hosting a chart show at the time, um, Hit 40 UK, which was a lot of fun. And um, Trey and I had always loved LA. And then I got the call that the chart show was finishing and literally rang Trey, I remember, on, on Hammersmith Bridge in London. And I was like the chart show's finishing, <laughs> sobbing my heart out. And he's like, amazing. Do you have these moments in life where it's pivotal and something massive happens? And if it didn't happen, you probably trundle on the same path that you're on. Yeah. But I enjoyed doing a chart show. But um, it, when it came to an end, we were like, that's it. And we sold our house and we put all our stuff in storage and we moved to LA. We had Kaya and we moved to LA and we lived there for three years which was amazing because it meant that we moved there when she was six months we um just tray worked over there and I was a mum and I loved every second and I I wouldn't have been able to achieve that here because you have got your agent ringing all the time saying these things come in and it would be really good and and there is the pressure that once you're at a certain point in your career in terms of um broadcasting it's it's not advised to stop because you just have to keep going on yeah, you know momentum yeah but it's mm-hmm. like you know what I wanted to prioritize life and be with Kaya and I had an amazing three years and life with a kid in LA is so easy you know there's blue skies and and you get up and you put your flip-flops on and you walk out of the door you know mm. whereas here you you bundle them up and then you bundle you up and you're boiling hot before you've even left the house. You're in the and then, rain. Yeah, and you get <laughs> rained on on the way to the car yeah. and it's all dull and everything's set up against you. And it was the best three years ever. We loved every second. And I was very fortunate because it coincided with me um, being asked to front a toothpaste campaign, a commercial and that, that happened every year I for like that. six years. Yeah. We did a new advert. You so had that, that was amazing. You Thank you. <laughs> Everyone stares at them now. It's like, oh. I remember having the meeting about the toothpaste ads. And it was really weird because you've got literally a whole table of people just staring at your teeth. And it's like, I, mean, I self-conscious. cannot speak. You yeah. put your hand in front of your mouth. It was so weird. It was so weird. But how amazing for you that Trey, you know, you're there on Hammersmith Bridge and you're ringing him and you're like, yeah. the chart show's finishing. How amazing that you were with somebody who could turn that into a positive. Yeah, like, totally. Rather yeah. than just sinking into a hole and being like, oh, well, let's yeah. struggle on through. It's all terrible. And, it, and, and I think that life does that and I think sometimes things happen definitely I think everything happens for a reason and things happen and you're like you know there's no point going oh I wanted that to carry on forever you just go okay that's a sign that I'm supposed to be doing something else and you just run in another direction and grasp it and and for us going to LA was the best thing we ever did because also for me you know I had been solidly in media since I was 24 and having three years to regroup and work out who I actually was Mm. with nobody around with their preconceptions of who I was was just amazing and it 
you know, being just a mum, you know, in LA when I'd be at mum and baby classes and they'd like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I, I'm a mum, you know, and yeah. no one had a clue and it was brilliant. That's so cool. Yeah. So then you came back here and had Akira back here, did you? Yeah, so I got pregnant with um, Akira over there and um, and we were planning to be out there sort of probably, not indefinitely, but we had green cards in the process and everything and then I got pregnant with him and this crazy nesting kicked in and I'm like what are we doing over here we're away from my family we need to go home and so we moved home and that was it really and then we had Akira here um and it's ultimately you just miss family and your amazing friends we had wonderful friends out there but um it does LA does feel a little bit like a, a bubble and although I miss it massively and the definitely the the weather and lifestyle suits me more than over here mm. um but I remember when I came home and I had Akira and I was um quite low after having Akira and Trey definitely was quite low and um and it just everything here felt set up against you you know it was um you'd be out and you'd ask where you could change your baby and they'd send you to the disabled loo and there's no flip down changer they literally mean on the floor is it quite different in America oh my word so different like mm-hmm. it was all this was before Westfield had the family changing and over in LA everywhere was family changing and um you know the sidewalks were wider than the pavements here and everything was just a bit more embracing of family life whereas here it felt like everything was just against you mm-hmm. and and like really hit me, which was why I started my blog, because I I remember thinking, wow, you know, I, I don't have money worries. I've got a lovely house. I've got a great husband. And I really struggled with two. And I was just like, you know, for people with worries, it, it's a huge pressure. And there's just not the support there. And at the time, nobody was really saying, it's okay, sometimes it's a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why I loved having a blog was being able to feel like I'd still got a voice and could maybe encourage people in in their journey really that's brilliant yeah um so this notion of the perfect mother yeah she doesn't exist does she no well I think she she only exists in as much as I think everyone is the perfect mother to their kid like I remember doing an interview once on a panel with Siobhan from Netmums and she just came out with this quote which I loved and she just said every parent is doing the best job they can with the cards they've been dealt in life and there's there's no right way of doing it there's just your way and what works for your family might not work for another family and you know and that's fine and and I think deep down in your heart everybody knows that as long as you're doing as good as you can for your family that is the perfect mother do you think we do know that though because I I don't think I know that I'm listening to you saying that and I'm like yeah Yeah. you're totally right yeah but day to day yeah I really beat myself up I beat myself about everything though not just parenting Mm. I beat myself up if I feel bloated if I didn't go to the gym you know social media I love it but there's a whole new pressure because everyone's putting these lives online and you know, it's it's easy to paint a picture that might not be the real one, mm. you know. So it's, um, it's there's even more imagery around for us. It is tricky, though, isn't it? Because I do feel like, you know, in life, it's in most of our, it's in our, it's in our nature, most of us, to kind of show our best selves. Yeah. So, you know, you might have someone coming around to your house, you do a quick tidy. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you don't want people just to walk in and see see you in your nicks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you might before you go out, you put some makeup on. It's 
it's kind of okay, I think, mm. to want to show the best version of yourself. Definitely. But then the flip side of that, I think, whether, whether you're talking social media or the school gate or whatever, the flip side is, is that people are then always seeing that yes. shiny, polished yes. version, aren't totally. they? Totally. And I think the trouble is, I, I don't know necessarily that it's being a mum. I think it's just being a woman. And, and whilst our emancipation has been incredible... And, you know, and I and I value everything about it. The negative of it is that we are still doing everything that our mums did, but we're doing everything else as well. So nothing's changed. It's like, so the workload is insane. Like I literally had to write up on my kitchen wall. There we are. These are my kids' weeks because it was all in my head. Mm. I knew who had what subject on what day, who needed a packed lunch mm. on what day. And I felt like my head was going to explode. It's the mental load, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and it never finishes. And I and I feel like, um, yeah, it's, it's one of the subjects that I could talk and talk and talk, so yeah. let's not. Because let's not, because we'll, we'll get sidetracked. Yeah, but um, it's something that I, I think about every day, and I feel like so many women are doing so much more than their male partners, Yeah, but... I can't, I can't work out how we balance that off. And I can't work out how, as women, we have those conversations with our partners. Because we made it happen. In the, it, the trouble is, you get with someone, it's all sexy times, you've never shaved so much in your whole life. I mean, it's knackering, let's be honest, because you're like, <laughs> perfect the whole time. And you're like, look at me, I'm a happy homemaker. And suddenly all of the equality stuff falls out aside and you're like oh no let me make dinner let me unload the dishwasher let me show you what an amazing happy homemaker I am and before you've blinked that is your reality and you're stuck in that and and you've got all the other stuff on top of it and 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 it just it's it's an enormous workload for parents and for mothers in particular and I do just think sometimes sometimes I feel like my head is going to spin off yeah I agree and Trey will say to me what you're always rushing or I even walk into walls because I take corners too tight because I'm going so fast <laughs> and I've got room shoulder no. the whole time but it's like <laughs> no wonder I'm going so fast I've got so much to do yeah yeah I'm a busy fool that's what I am yeah oh my goodness it's, you know and really who cares if the washing's not hung up or who cares if if so much of it you know but it's I've read some really amazing books recently because I've had a bit of time off over the summer and um one of the things I was reading was just about how being busy is not being successful yeah and about how millionaires and CEOs of companies are not working 24-7 they are having a nice holiday they are having a nice life and it is about working clever it's not about working every single minute totally it's so interesting how in the last few years there is such kind of value attached to busyness yes. and how whether it's a social thing yeah. like that friend always texts you back saying oh um I haven't got any any evenings free for another four months I, I can't possibly that. make dinner plans until yeah, yeah. next February yeah or whether it's a work point of view of oh I can't have a meeting with you for another month and yes there's definitely it's all value. faux some of yes. it is faux busy a lot and of I it hate is faux but it's just a case of, you know, that doesn't make you more successful or no. more popular just no. because you are busy. And I think that now there is a movement away from that. And I think that people are starting to value time and space. Yeah, yeah completely. And I, and I think it all comes down to how you value success. And, and I'm seeing it 
in a weird way at the moment because my daughter's just starting secondary school and she is in the local comprehensive which is a phenomenal school you know Ofsted outstanding blah 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 but it's a it's a state school and some of the parents whose kids have gone to private school kind of look at us like why has she gone to a state school well she's gone to a state school because I love the ethos of state schools I don't want them being in an environment of privilege I want them being in an environment where they know what the world's about and Mm. where they where they know where they are in in life and and yes maybe they are going to learn a bit more kindness because there's people who might need a bit more help in school and I kind of love that yeah but it was um I heard someone speaking the other week and they were saying about success and how you measure success. And, you know, the world would suggest that success is your CEO of the company, you're working 24-7, you're making it rain. But is that success if you're on your fifth marriage and your kids hate you because they never see you? And it's not. And and I took the summer off work. I, I did a breakfast show and I finished in July and I've had the summer off. And it's been amazing to just kind of get back to me really and think about what I want to be doing and what kind of um legacy I sort of want to have Mm. in the world because it is important and you know it's it's easy just to get tied up with being foolishly busy as I said definitely absolutely and it's funny that I remember going back to the whole notion of the perfect mum I remember chatting to you I interviewed you a couple of a few years ago now for a magazine piece. I think mm. it was Mother and Baby magazine. Yeah, and it was um, a feature that I wrote um, all about um, mums who were embracing being imperfect almost. Mm. And I remember you talking about how if you had um, a play date happening in your house, mm. you tried not to be that mum who tidied up and made everything really perfect. Do you remember that? that, No, not at all. I love this though. Um, And it really stuck with me because I felt like, you know, if I have people coming over to my house, I will spend a week tidying and cleaning. Even this morning with you coming, I was like, why the hell would I invite anyone into my house ever? Because my cleaner comes tomorrow. Damn you. (laughs) But it's, it's, um, I think the, the whole kind of image of motherhood, there's... There's kind of people trying to make out that it's all perfect and it's all easy and and that's irritating. But then equally, and, and you know, we all have the days where we do the fish fingers <laughs> um, for, want of a, for want of a more obvious newsworthy topic. But um, I do think, talking about the perfect mum, I, I think there's injustice being done with people pretending their life is perfect on Instagram and showing that, oh, this is amazing, look what I just made with my child... Equally, I think there's a real, real danger um, on social media. There's this real dangerous movement of, I'm a shit mum. And it actually makes me really nervous. Like, I know half the time the feeds are as cultivated as a perfect feed. Just, oh, look at my washing in the background, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But the, all of that stuff I don't mind because it's kind of real life and we all have it. But there's people that I've unfollowed and they would literally put posts on saying oh, you won't believe what my kid wankers did this morning. And it's that makes me really uncomfortable because it's not, it's not cool to be a rubbish parent. And there's this real dangerous move happening where it's supposedly cool to be a rubbish parent. And I'm surprised social services haven't been around to most of the house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, funny. Like, it's a real dangerous um, trend at the moment it is it's quite interesting and I feel and I've said this in in a previous podcast I feel like most of us 
are somewhere in between yes, those two extremes. Totally. You know, we have we have days where we're feeding them the fish fingers. Oh, yeah, we go and... to the arches, and I hope no one sees me. And that, but why do I hope no one sees me? Because we all do it. Yeah. But it's, the arches. I love the arches. <laughs> I was I was there last night. Oh, with although I, I tr- Akira loves burgers, and I'm like, not the burgers, not the burgers. I felt really bad fish because fingers. I took my daughter and some of her friends to McDonald's yesterday um, for tea. It was her birthday. And um, I realised while we were there that it was one of my daughter's friend's first ever visit to McDonald's. <gasps> and I texted the mum straight away saying, no! I am so sorry. I had no idea that she'd yeah. never been to McDonald's. And obviously the mum has kept her away from McDonald's. She said, well, mum says that we can't go to McDonald's because it's not that healthy. <gasps> and I was like, you're right. It's not healthy. Oh my word. You're right. And I just felt like the worst friend in the world. No, you've opened her eyes to the world. When I dropped her off, she was like, oh no, it's fine because I didn't take her to McDonald's. So in the future, if you're ever asked, I can say no, 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 because you know that's. Oh my god! It's still not something that we do as a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I like I like to feed my kids healthy. Mm. But I equally like them being part of society and knowing what the world's about. And so for me, I don't love the food in McDonald's, but it's fine for me to for them to have it because they'll talk about it at school. And it's yeah. you know it's, I never want to have the kid who takes the bag of carrots to a party <laughs> and when we lived no in LA that there were a lot of parents who were that parent and it was like right you've turned up with some grapes <laughs> but you could be having the cupcakes oh no yeah. oh my goodness Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, yeah. But I just think, I think generally, generally women just need to be more of a sisterhood and, and actually kinder to each other. Because all the amazing friendships that I've got where we do lift each other higher and mm-hmm. do see the great in each other, they're incredible friendships and everybody has that mum at the school gate who makes you feel horrid you know I've got one at my school gate and if I walk in I know she's going to blank me so I just go to the other end of the playground and get on with life and I like to surround myself with people who get me and I don't need that energy in my world and and I've sort of given up on trying to work out why Because I think I'm really nice, so why would you not? That's the trouble. It's like you all want to be liked by everybody. Yeah. And who knows why some people are a bit funny with you, but it's mad how it can really affect your day. And often I've done the school run and this person's been a bit snotty and I literally will be in the car. And when Frozen was out, I used to sing Let It Go in the car because I just literally had to kind of breathe it out almost. Yeah. You know, it really affects you. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a weird 
scenario. You can send yourself mad though, trying to work out why that person doesn't like you. Oh, you, you. can completely, and 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 you increasingly realise it's not actually to do with you; it's to do with them mm. and things in their past. And this particular person. I know had a friendship as a kid and the friend moved away and so now she gets to a certain point in friendships and then just goes weird on them and it's a pattern wow, okay. which I've discovered but it's um yeah just bizarre interesting but I yeah. think you're right I think having women around you who are supportive and yeah. lift you up I've got this really vivid memory of um having a slight meltdown about five years ago I worked at Look magazine and I was having a slight meltdown because that morning I had realized I had no milk in the fridge and no bread in the cupboard to give my two-year-old breakfast Mm. and I felt like the worst mum in the world and it was kind of fine because at nursery she got breakfast anyway yeah but she helped she liked to have two breakfasts yeah and I went to work and I sat next to um Erica Davies who's now a fashion blogger oh yeah she is I love her I love her she's brilliant yeah and I sat next to her and I had this slight meltdown and I was just like I just feel like I'm the worst worst mum because you know everyone else they're you know nailing breakfast they are being they're remembering everything they're they look immaculate they're getting to work they're nailing work Mm. and Erica turns to me and she said who are you comparing yourself who is that person and I realized in that moment that there wasn't one person that I was comparing myself to. It's an to. imaginary one. It was everyone. It yeah. was like this, the, 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 the best bit of everybody. Yeah, it was, yeah, I was comparing myself to every other mum yeah. in existence. Yeah. And no one can live up to that. And it was just a real light bulb moment where yeah. I was like, actually, the perfect mum doesn't exist. doesn't. I wrote a blog post uh, last week, actually, called Run Your Own Race. And, and it came from in the summer, you know, the big race Mo Farah did. And everyone was sat watching it and it was incredible. And it started off and he was literally 13th for lap after lap after lap. And we were watching it going, this is going to go so wrong. This is awful. And literally the penultimate lap, he came slightly forward. And then the last lap, he just somehow turned on the turbo and annihilated the field and was God for the night, you know. And and I was watching that with the kids and they laugh at me because I'm so like, positive mum like on, like on my kitchen mirrors you see I've got be beautiful written up and every morning they're at breakfast they're like yeah mum we get it be beautiful be you yeah 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 and then I was like oh my gosh you saw that race and I was like look he did completely his own thing and if he'd looked at what everyone around him was doing he'd have knackered himself out and he knew the race he was running and he turned on the turbo when he needed it and I sort of feel a bit like that as as a woman and as a parent, it's like if you are looking around the rest of the field and trying to keep up, you're going to wear yourself out. You know what you're doing and mm-hmm. it is very much everyone's in their own lane doing their own thing. Yeah, that's so true. Um, is there anything that you think we can do as mums to shift the balance and to, you know, I mean, you were saying that you don't think that talking about being a terrible mum is the yeah. answer. Yeah. But what can we do to shift things a bit? Just be a bit kind to each other and ultimately be kind to yourself you know I did a um yoga class the other day don't get me wrong I've done yoga about four times in my life (laughs) but I really enjoy it and my teacher Lisa is phenomenal and at the end of the class we were literally sat there doing the kind of warm down thing and she just said um just thank your body for allowing you to do this practice this morning and I sat there and I was like I've never thanked my body for anything. It has got me to 46 years of age without any major hiccups. It's made two incredible human beings. But I literally, I'm the one who goes, oh, but the stomach could be a bit smaller or the thighs could be a bit littler. 
what is that all about? Like, just be kind to yourself. We're still and tough on ourselves. See aren't we? your good bits. It is ridiculous, and we are so judgmental about everything to do with ourselves. You know, it's like, what what is this bar that we're expecting to measure up to, and, and why have we set it for ourselves? I read one thing. I think it was like a Pinterest quote, and it was something about. You know, you would never speak to other people in the way that you speak to yourself. Yes. In the way you judge yourself. Yeah. You would never, that would make you such a terrible person. Yeah. So why do we do it to ourselves? And the pressures are ludicrous. I remember when I got pregnant with Kaya and that was really the first time I clocked how warped the world was because I actually felt myself feeling a bit down as my waistband expanded Mm. and I knew why it was expanding because I was growing a person but I was so programmed to having negative feelings whenever my body was growing outwards that that even you know had an impact on being pregnant and it's what is that all about Mm. but that's that's really common though isn't it oh wow it was really bizarre and then you know I was in Zara the other day and literally did a power grab that as a size 12 woman I could fit into a medium I saw you posting that on Instagram what when has that ever happened especially in zara because i'm always large or not or not even love in zara it's like you're a dreamer and and why do they do that to us well it's because they know it's a spanish brand they know we'll keep going back going please have me please let me be in the gang well this is why i love marks and spencers and next because it's it's quite roomy yeah and stretchy (laughs) but i it was ridiculous like the 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 win that I felt, the yeah. fact that I fitted into a medium Zara. Yeah. What a load of nonsense. But now I've got an 11-year-old daughter and I'm massively conscious of, of bringing them up to be body confident and I never talk about um, diets. They're never aware of diets because I'm not really about diets. I'm about eating a healthy diet, not a diet per se. Mm. Um, and I find it really hard though if they're in the bath and I'm in the shower, which typically happens every night, and they'll go, oh, mummy, your bottom's so big and wobbly. And it's really hard. You have to catch yourself so that you don't literally just it's go really nuts. really hard. And I go, oh, that's because I'm a woman and yeah. that's what happens. Or, mummy, your, your belly's really big. Well, that's because I really grew you two. And, you know, that's the amazing thing about bodies. And I really try and be positive, even though inside I'm like, how dare you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly the same. Like, you know, if my little one says something like, oh, you've got a really wobbly tummy. Yeah. I'm like, yes, isn't it great? It's we're all different shapes and sizes but yeah. inside I'm like oh no I know it's really but hard. it's really hard as well because equally I want them to grow up feeling like they want to be healthy in life yeah. and that it's healthy to have fitness in your world and look after what you eat and all of that stuff and and I realize that in my head I often think to myself I'm naturally a size 14 because if I don't go to the gym and I eat what I want I am pretty much a size 14 mm-hmm. but actually that's not natural because back in the day we'd have been cave people out you know we wouldn't have stopped and this yeah. sedentary life is not natural yeah. so I probably am naturally a 10 12 if you put movement in my world yeah but I somehow in my head go oh I'm naturally a 14 you know but, yeah but I'm actually not I just probably don't usually get enough exercise well not it's now weird, isn't you were it? telling me earlier that you're back you're back I'm back gym, on it doing yoga I tell you what I feel amazing do you? I do feel so much better because for your headspace as well yeah it's when I feel my muscles coming and and just feel more like I can get through the day I have so much more energy and since I stopped at heart actually I have because my alarm was 3.45 clearly that's just not normal but I have been setting the alarm for six because the kids get up at seven so I get up at six have a cup of coffee 
and doing hours emails before they're even up wow. because then I feel like that's more for me because otherwise I'm resentful of when they wake up because I feel like oh, I've got so much to do and I can't achieve it whereas I feel like I've hit the ground running and then I can be in the zone with them for the school run and then carry on with my day but oh, if yes. I don't feel like I've done that work before they wake up I get panicked yeah as a self-employed person that's just how it is maybe I should do that the only problem is my daughter wakes up at 5.45 every shut day shut up why does she so that means I've got to get up at 4.45 Casey <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to work for me although when I did heart I did love getting up early did you which is so weird because I never hit snooze my alarm went off at 3.45 never hit snooze I had to get straight out of bed I would showered the night before and then I had an hour's drive to work which in the winter is awful because mm. it's pitch black. But in the summer, you saw the most amazing sunrises and it literally felt like a spiritual experience going to work. It's like, day. I'm so lucky. This is incredible. When would you ever see this? Yeah. And when I left, I was like, maybe I'll keep... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Don't be silly. <laughs> um, okay, I've got some quick fire questions Come for on. you, Katie. Um, what's the most incredible thing you ever did on Blue Peter? Oh, flying with the red arrows. Really? Hands down, amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. I got to go to, every summer they train um, in Cyprus at a base called RAF Aquateri, and it's where the new pilots learn the routines, and, and I um, was going up with them, and I was the first civilian to ever fly a full display. And Clarkson had been up the week before, oh, really? and had to come straight down because he was ill, so no. he couldn't fly with them. Oh. So they had to take me up on this test sortie, as they called it, and literally threw me around oh. for half an hour. And I could feel myself going tunnel vision, and I'm like, "Do not pass out because this is going to be incredible." And I had to like clench everything in my body to stop the blood rushing to my feet. Wow! And um, did a whole display, and it was amazing. And it was funny the other week, the red arrows went over because um, we've got an airbase nearby and they do a thing called Families Day and they, they flew over the house and the kids were so excited and it's so weird now because I'm like, Mummy flew in there. Oh, <laughs> like, that's so And cool. I was like telling them all about when the smoke goes on and how the pilots know when to put the smoke on and off. I'm a bit of an expert. Have you shown them any clips? I mean, I guess it must be no, on YouTube. No, that's so weird because they've seen the odd bit on YouTube and Kaya studied Mongolia at school and um, I lived in Mongolia in a yurt with a family for a week and so I got that put on DVD and she took that in. And it was really funny because the kids just all looked at me weird after that. They're like, why is Kaya's mum on telly? Because <laughs> I managed to kind of... And then it was the same when I did the bedtime stories. Um, all the kids at school just looked at me have weird. You, have you done bedtime stories? Yeah, and they were like, <gasps> why is Kaya's mummy on the telly? On TVBs. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I did like five stories. You go in one day and you literally record like five and yeah. then they just keep repeating them. That's so cool. Tom Hardy wasn't there the day uh, I recorded, sadly. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> okay um have you ever been starstruck and who was it with because you must have interviewed Ooh, a few yeah. of your celebrities and met them will smith was delicious and and so so how you'd imagine and just so at the top of his game and lovely and mm-hmm. and at the time it was funny because i was doing live and kicking and you found that the people who were enormous stars were delicious mm-hmm. the young up-and-coming pop bands not so much I'll bet I'll bet <laughs> who was uh, who was uh, not, who, who was not who, so good who was not delicious I remember interviewing oh gosh I think it was McFly I think it was McFly and they were very new and I was on live and kicking and the record company were like oh you've got 15 minutes and I started the interview 
and they were literally monosyllabic didn't want to be there and so I after five minutes went okay guys thanks and all the record company people were like flustering around going hang on but you've got more time and I was like they don't want to be here I don't want to perpetuate the myth that they're great to be around if they're not so they were very young they They were very young young. and they're delicious now yeah yeah yeah, really sweet I had a really um disappointing experience my first job ever was uh for top of the pops Mm. I worked on their website and one of my jobs as like rookie kind of like website reporter was just to randomly approach the artists in the backstage corridor. Oh no, horrendous. That's like the worst job on the, the planet. But that's why I was oh. doing it. Because see, they were like, yeah, let's get Alison to do that job. So I, I approached Victoria Beckham, who was who was amazing. Bono, who was... Oh, uh, delicious. I yes, love Bono. he was amazing. Robbie Williams, who was one of my heroes. Don't tell me. He just refused to speak to no. me. And I was like walking alongside him um, in the corridor um, and I was like, oh, hey, Bobby, um, can I ask you a quick question? No. And I was like, oh, go on, just one quick question. Like, yeah. really trying. Yeah. No. And I was just like, oh, okay, then, bye. I, love, I loved you before. Yes. I have forgiven him. He's actually, he's so sweet. I had to interview him a few times for the chart and um, and he was lovely. And it was funny because he, one time, it's all on an interview, so it's all above board. And he was like, oh, you're seeing anyone at the moment, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to go out? But it was all on mic. He asked you out. Yeah, and it was like, someone kill me, because this is awful. Like, just it's embarrassing, because it was a radio show, that's it. It was when I was at Capitol, and they, they we were doing this, like, live lounge type thing. Yeah. And there's, like, 50 listeners, and I'm standing at the back, and then he just starts having this conversation above all these listeners, and we were live on air. Well, then, obviously, every interview I did from then on, people asked me about it. Were you and single? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then you'd be like, they'd be like, oh, hey, Robbie asked you out. And, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's no big deal. Like, you know, actually, who can he go out with? He's going to always try and get someone in the media, mm. you know, so no one can kiss and tell. But then every headline after that was like, Robbie asked me out and I turned him down, which just makes you look like a prat. Yeah. And it was so embarrassing. And I, and I just wanted to say, no, no, no. Honestly, I didn't say that. I he love was, how much oh. our Robbie stories contrast. I was <laughs> I was barked at and shut down by Robbie and you were asked out on a date. I think that says it all, that don't you? That's really funny. Right. Um, finally. <laughs> I, did, uh, I didn't mean to trump you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, Katie. Yeah. Uh, I would have chatted to you. <laughs> um, finally, I want to know what's really in your bag. Oh, Lord. You've got it there. I have got it here, but I haven't actually been through it. Waitress vouchers. Nice. Here's a top tip with shopping. Oh my gosh, I'm so boring. If you haul yourself around the supermarkets, as I describe it, they all send you vouchers. Mm. Don't be loyal to anybody because they give you nothing. But the minute you go to Sainsbury's, waitress will go, cooey, £20 off a £100 shop. Here's a load of vouchers. Trying to lure you back. And that, but I'm a bit of an Aldi girl these days. I, I do love a bit of Aldi. Oh, I love Aldi. Well, it's the central aisle for the village, oh, yes. for the win. It's love like, it. what do I need that I didn't know I needed? Yeah. Keys with a thousand key fobs, eight hour cream. You should probably be doing this. Lip gloss, hairband. So... My son's got long hair. My daughter's got long hair. I've got long hair. So hairbands are like the holy grail in this house. Where do they go? If you find one, put it in your hair. Where do they go? Where do they go? Conkers. It's conker season. And every day when we go to school, Akira's obsessed. Uh, Extra chewing gum. Always got to be green extra. Oh. That's my obsession. Oh, I prefer the blue. Oh, no. There's nothing going on. (laughs) And I have to have chewing gum because... 
just for fear of someone coming and chatting to you and saying, that girl Katie Hill that was on the telly, she's got bad breath. Amazing, enormous purse with she's everything got, she's in. She's got amazing teeth, but really, co- really coffee, bad coffee breath. breath. Halitosis. Halitosis Hill. File effects. Oh, excuse me. That's not just a file effects. It is a rose it's, gold. How delicious is that? Is it rose gold or is it copper? It's rose gold. Oh. Copper schmopper. Beautiful, beautiful. If I'm honest, I write most of my stuff in my phone, but I have that just for note-taking and stuff. Um, Training gloves from the gym, because I get blisters on my hands. Mm. Elnet, which I've been using since I was about 13. Classic. I love Elnet. Yeah. Um, That's it. Excellent. That's the content of my bag. It's not very exciting. There's usually... It's a joke among my friends, because I've normally got a random box of raisins in there. My kids don't even really like raisins. And whenever we're out with other families, the minute a kid says they're hungry, everyone's like, I'm sure Katie's got some raisins. If you want a kid not to be hungry, offer them an apple or raisins. Yes, done. Job done. Good trick. Love it. Well, listen, thank you so much for uh, being my guest today. It's been really, really great to chat. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to add, but there really isn't. I love that you're doing these, though. It's very cool. Yeah. I love having a little listen. I think that's that's why podcasts are so popular, because I think they're a real insight into people's lives, and I feel like we all feel like everyone else's life is so different, and actually all our lives are so massively similar it's that's nuts. so true that's yeah. so true we're all we're all just people we're muddling along yeah. trying to get day to day aren't we and we all have good days and bad days i have days as a mum when i feel like i've knocked it out of the park and i've been to hobby craft and look what we can make after school and then i have other days when when there was a cake sale at school and i didn't know i'm never gonna bake a cake for a cake sale no. i'm not that mum i'm not that i'll mom give either. you five pounds i'm not baking a cake yeah. Well, listen, thank you very much. It's been really great to chat to you. Pleasure. Now you've got to eat more hummus. (laughs) (laughs) Let's tuck in. With extra garlic. (laughs) That hummus really was garlicky. Thanks so much for listening today. I really enjoyed recording this episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes because it really helps other people discover it. And join me next time for another chit-chat about parenthood. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.